This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. What the dickens is going on? No, this is not a Christmas carol, nor a Shakespearean tragedy or a fractured fairy tale. But as has happened in the past, just before the end of the year, we are provided with the opportunity to consult on initiatives that are an important part to the future of the advice profession. This year, we've been given the opportunity to comment on education standards for financial advisors and the proposed terms of reference for the quality of advice review to be undertaken in 2022. Hello, I'm Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team a group of qualified individuals who are able to answer any technical advice queries you may have for strategies for your clients. On the 16th of December, Treasury initiated two consultation processes, one around education standards for advisors and the second relating to the terms of reference for the 2022 Quality of Advice Review. The first of these, related to education standards, is perhaps the more controversial. Recently, the opposition announced that they would change education requirements for existing advisors to recognise 10 years of experience in lieu of additional education requirements. And it's important to know that this was for existing advisors only, so those who were registered on the Financial Advisor Register between 2016 and 2018. Well, now the government, via a Treasury consultation process, is exploring a similar proposal. Under the government's proposal, an advisor who has at least 10 years of full-time experience in the previous 12 years, measured as at the 1st of January 2026, and has a complete compliance record with ASIC, will be able to access an experience pathway. Under this education pathway, the only additional subject that must be studied is the ethics-focused subject that many advisors have already completed. Now, Whilst we don't know the required pathway for all existing advisors under the current pathways regime, the minimum requirement that was always in place was at least the completion of the ethics subject. So it will remain consistent in that respect. But for some advisors, their pathway may have comprised more than just the one single subject. So the government's proposal, if implemented, would result in a reduction in additional education requirements. Consultation on this proposal is open until the 1st of February 2022 if you are interested in making a submission. And there are, I think, a number of questions that still need to be clarified. For example, what is meant by full-time experience? If, as is the case for many advisors, you wear dual hats, for example, as an advisor and as an accountant, does this mean you operate full-time or part-time as a financial advisor? And therefore, can you qualify for this experience pathway? And does the full-time requirement actually disadvantage those who, for very valid and perhaps personal reasons, have only operated on a part-time basis? One way to think about this is for full-time for 10 out of the last 12 years is equivalent to working five-sixths of each week over that 12-year period. And this is actually more than four days a week on average. So arguably, it removes any part-time employee or part-time advisor from actually accessing this pathway. And also, there will no doubt be questions of fairness. Many advisors started their education journey early, completing more than the single ethics subject. Is it fair to them that others could now have a reduced pathway? Whilst the merit behind this proposal is sound as an attempt to reduce the number of advisors exiting the industry, 
If those advisors are exiting over the next nine months as a result of not completing the financial advisor exam, will this help? As failure to pass that exam results in the loss of an existing advisor status anyway? Now, the other consultation paper released was the draft terms of reference for the quality of advice review to be conducted by Treasury during 2022. Now, according to the draft consultation document, it is proposed that the review will focus in on a number of elements. Now, this includes the legislative framework for financial advice, including key concepts such as financial product advice, general advice, personal advice, as well as how those terms are used and interpreted by consumers, involve consideration of the safe harbour provision for the best interest duty, in line with Commissioner Haynes' recommendation that unless there is a clear justification for retaining those provisions, they should be repealed. It'll include the financial advice disclosure requirements, including the use of statements of advice. It will look into recent reforms to introduce annual renewal for ongoing fee arrangements, and also look at the life insurance remuneration reforms and the impact of those reforms on the level of insurance coverage. The review will also look at the processes through which investors are designated as sophisticated investors and wholesale clients, and whether the current arrangements are working effectively. It'll also include actions undertaken by ASIC, including their regulatory guidance and class orders, and the role of financial services entities, including professional associations. Now, the final report from this review is scheduled to be delivered in December 2022 which would indicate that potential reforms, if any, would occur in 2023 at the earliest. It is also interesting to note that a number of the areas for consideration as part of this review have already been flagged by various organisations, such as the Financial Services Council in its Future of Advice white paper. Now, Without doubt, 2021 was a busy year for the financial advice sector, with a number of changes implemented. And if these two consultation documents are any indication, 2022 will also be a year for reflection and review. But these are important processes to be undertaken to ensure advice is set up for future success, both for participants in the sector, as well as clients who do and should be seeking your expert advice. Now, finally, please remember that if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Our hotline service will be closed from 6pm on the 24th of December 2021 and then reopens from 8.30am on Tuesday the 4th of January 2022. And you can also watch on demand any of the sessions we have provided as part of our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar series throughout 2021 by simply heading to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. And whilst there, you can also register for our first session of 2022, scheduled for the 19th of January, when Erkin Bodek, one of BT's technical consultants, presents on the topic of gearing and leverage. Now, all of our webinars qualify for CPD, whether you join us live or watch them on replay. And on that, as a final note, on behalf of the team at BT, I want to wish you all a safe and happy time over the festive season, and we look forward to continuing working with and supporting you during 2022. Bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news.
This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.